0: and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for spending some time with us here today. I am so looking forward to talking to you. I have got some really amazing guests that are really going to blow your mind, and the cool part about it is the whole episode, we're focused on your money. On your wealth on ways that you can take care of your money you can make more money you can have more money I mean we all like money right I don't think we have to get to the place where we worship it as a god or anything but it helps us pay the rents pay the bills buy new cars do fun things in life money isn't the root of all evil Um, being lustful after it can definitely be and many have fallen into that trap And I hope you're not one of them. I don't think you are by any means. And today that's why I wanted to bring you some powerful people. To talk to you about what you can do to take good care of your money. I mean ultimately think about it. Your money is the thing that allows you to show up in the world as the person you want to be. There's very few things in this life that you know money can't help you with they aren't the solution for but they do actually um you know often aid in it i remember one time i heard tony robbins say um you know money doesn't solve all your problems but it'll help you arrive to your problems in style and that's really kind of the best way of looking at it so we want to really talk about how to build wealth how to keep wealth how to keep track of your money how to really thrive in your business financially, how to be able to invest wisely, all of those kind of things and more because you already are wealthy. And that's the part that you don't totally maybe get yet. And that's the fact that you're so amazingly, incredibly full of a wealth of knowledge and experience and exciting stuff inside of you. And now what we have to do is Number one, share that with the world. Number two, be okay to charge what we're worth. And then number three, have systems in place to adequately and professionally handle our money, and often that does mean hiring somebody that knows what they're doing, um, as well as the ways to you know, increase our money passively, as well as the th- times when we can actively participate in the growth of our money. Um, I've said money a lot of times during this. Should have turned it into a drinking game. We could all be drunk now. Um, I do really hope, though, that you will grab a piece of paper and a pen. You'll get ready for just a barrage of really good information that's going to help you be able to up-level in your life and your business, specifically in the area of finance in building wealth and in taking good care of your money. I have two really great, really amazing guests that I'm really excited to share with you. In fact, these two are so great that I'm cutting short my typical 10 to 15 minute intro and I wanna get us through this first commercial and right straight on to them right now so with no further ado let's have that first commercial and then let's just jump right into it so that we can do everything we can to live every day of our lives as a thriving entrepreneur we'll be right back
2: author who's on a mission stand out with your brand out <laughs> <laughs> It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes. Yes, to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. So we are going to jump right into it. We have some great, amazing, really exciting guests for you. And so without further ado, I just really want to bring on our first guest. Accounting. For many of you, as soon as I say that, you're like, ugh, yuck. <laughs> but There are things that can help take the headaches away from you and help you focus on the aspects of your business that you really should be focusing on. So let's help you a little bit with that by welcoming my guest, Judith DeFeo, as she talks to us about some cloud accounting solutions and some other cool things It'll maybe make accounting feel a little less like yuck for you. Hey, Judith, glad to have you here with us today.
3: Hi, Steve. Thanks for inviting me. Very happy to be here. And you can call me Judy.
1: Okay, Judy. Yeah. (laughs) So um, tell us a little bit about your background and uh, explain to us why you got into accounting to begin with.
3: (laughs) Sure, sure. So um, I would say I grew up at Goldman Sachs. Uh, so, I had worked at Goldman for about fifteen years uh, until I had two going on three kids, and um, life you know just got in the way and reluctantly, I resigned. I was probably the only person who resigned crying that i didn 't want to resign, but it became more difficult to manage raising the kids and, you know, had a long commute. It was over an hour commute into the city and just, you know, as that goes, it became very difficult. And so I resigned and they, I made a joke as I was resigning and said, well, you know, if there's something I could do from home, I'd be happy to discuss it. And my manager at the time said, oh, okay, well, take something and bring it home. And um, I was like, Son of a gun. If I knew that, I would have resigned five years ago. (laughs) But but nonetheless, I spoke with my team and I took a project home and I extended that project out about another five years. Um, It was supposed to just be about a year that we were working on it and I kind of just dragged that out. And then 9-11 happened And they needed to, I I was a consultant while I was working at home. I was a consultant, was not an employee anymore. And they needed to um, let go of all consultants after 9-11. So, so that was fine. The timing was right. I wasn't as excited about what I was doing. You know, when I first started working at home, I'd go in once a month. Then it was once every other month. Then it was once every few months. Then it was once a year, you know, and you you lose, at that time anyway, because that was, you know, so long ago and people were not working from home. And so I, you know, I just didn't feel like I was part of the team anymore. So the timing was right. And I took about a year off. I had already had my third child and I spent a lot of time fishing around on the internet, seeing what am I going to do with the next chapter of my life? I had always worked. I had been working you know, jobs since I was 14, you know, while I was going to school, I had never not worked, you know. So I saw this article in the Wall Street Journal, and it was from an organization called the American Association of Daily Money Managers. And what they did was manage the money for either busy professionals who travel a lot and don't you know, can't go through their bills. You know, online banking wasn't big back then. Um, Or elderly people who don't have uh, kids who can help them out with their finances. So I'm like, Hmm, well, I could do that. I managed the money for my house. I've managed billions of dollars at Goldman. I can certainly do that. And they were having a conference a couple weeks later. So I quickly registered my business name, got some cards and drove down to Virginia and went to this conference. And I met a few people, a couple who I'm still close with today. And there is where I found out about QuickBooks. I had never heard of QuickBooks because Goldman didn't use QuickBooks. And I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. We're all corporate business people or, or healthcare. So I learned a little bit about QuickBooks. I knew about Quicken because I had been using Quicken for my home. And I came back and I did some networking. I got a client and it was an elderly person. And I would go to her house. And very quickly, I realized she's very nice, but they're looking for conversation and I'm looking to work. So it wasn't a great match. And then I figured, okay, well, I had heard about this QuickBooks thing that's for businesses. Let me learn it and pivot what I know and apply it to business owners. And so that's what I did. And I thought at first, okay, I'm going to do this for a few years until my kids are all in school full time. I don't want to wait until then to first think of something to to do with the next chapter i'll just get a couple clients and it'll keep me busy for a few years but it evolved it evolved much faster than i thought and after about i guess it was about a year and a half i had to hire my first employee and i went and tapped on somebody that i worked with at goldman for that and it just it just took off from there and i love it i've always been a numbers person so uh it's great and that's how I got my start and I didn't, I didn't intend it to be a business and it just, you know, one day you wake up and like, wow, I ha- I think, I think this is a business and now I have to get some processes in place and procedures and gee, I might have to start thinking about HR stuff too, <laughs> you know? Uh, so that's, that's how we started.
1: That's a lot of fun. Yeah. So Cloud accounting. Can you give a mm-hmm. basic uh, understanding of what that means for somebody who is sure? Just doesn't
3: sure. Know so when we first started, uh, everything was desktop. It sits on your desktop on a local server. Uh, you, in order to access it, you have to be at that computer. Cloud accounting lives in the clouds, that magical place where you can access something anywhere, anytime. On any mobile device so when that started uh, coming you know uh, coming around little by little we tapped into that at first we uh, hosted the desktop version of QuickBooks in the cloud so that's where so if you're working for a large company your all your programs are hosted on large data Uh, in in large data centers. So these were like shared data centers up in the cloud, so you can access your desktop software, which you were used to, and um, as long as you had, it it was clunky, uh, and it still is, because these these servers still exist today, people still use them. So if you wanted to access it from your iPad or your laptop, you had to download a certain VPN or some other way to kind of log in. Cloud accounting is very different because you just open up a web browser and you're in. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to download another application to access it. It's directly into the clouds. And as that became more and more popular, probably about six, seven years ago, we decided to make the switch and we moved all our clients from the desktop version of QuickBooks over to QuickBooks Online. And I was, I I have to be honest, I was hesitant at first. I was used to desktop. I liked it. Uh, QuickBooks Online was not as good as it is today, but I knew that if I didn't do that, I was going to be left behind. And I couldn't take that chance of being left behind. And it was the best decision I made completely transforms my business transformed how uh, we collaborate with our clients they have their, their data is up to date live all the time it integrates so much better with other applications out there so many of our clients have other softwares that they use that they might be industry specific they might uh, serve a specific need such as time tracking, job costing inventory um, and those other applications integrate seamlessly with QuickBooks Online with desktop some integrate some don't if they do you have to push a few extra buttons it you know it, it definitely gets a little clunky so it has created so many more efficiencies for us and for our clients and allows us to spend, you know, more time on what we like to do rather than trying to log into a software and not getting through and things <laughs> crashing, all that yeah, stuff. <laughs> absolutely. Not that so, the clouds don't crash sometimes, they do, yeah. uh, but it, it's a whole lot better.
1: So for the business person listening that absolutely just hates their accounting. Many of them do. Mm -hmm. um, What is something simple that a person could do as just a first step to begin to really have a powerful control over their accounting?
3: So to have a powerful control, um, that takes a lot more, but as a first step, Everybody needs to reconcile their bank statement. So if they do nothing else when they use, and they don't have to use QuickBooks. That's, that's our software of choice. There are other uh, softwares out there, even for beginners. Many times we get a new client and the bank accounts have never, ever been reconciled. If you don't reconcile your account, you don't know that, what you entered into your accounting software is correct. You could have duplicated something, you could have missed a transaction, you could have deleted something, not realizing it, you could have changed a dollar amount. You 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 cannot have a accurate profit and loss statement unless you reconcile your accounts. So, so for any beginner, that's the number one thing that must be done. And and if they are so frightened of Numbers, which many are, um, and it, you know, it's just it's just a comfort thing. It doesn't make them uh, less of a less less smart of a business owner. Uh, but if it's not their comfort, then then outsource it. Get somebody who uh, can you know can do that for you. You don't have to hire a full time bookkeeper or or accountant. Outsource it to somebody the same way I would outsource marketing stuff. If you ask me to write something, it's going to sit on the back burner because I'm afraid of that.
1: <laughs> so, Perfect, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, really that may be the best piece of advice from almost all the people I could think of right this minute is as soon as you possibly can, even an hour a month, hire somebody that really loves accounting yeah. Have them do it rather than killing yourself for the hours. Exactly. That, I don't know how many people, I'm sure you run into this all the time, but I don't know how many people that, you know, they just don't even like, I mean, you just open a, an Excel spreadsheet and they get freaked out, let alone start talking about them for the numbers, right. you know? Right.
3: It, it's not their comfort zone. You know, it's, it's just, and everybody has that. I, that's, we enjoy that, but not everybody does. And, and as I said, I, I'm not an expert in, in everything. This is what we're experts in. And we outsource, uh, you know, technology, you know, IT, I, I can't fix all that stuff. I know a little bit, but I'll get frustrated. It would be a waste of my time to do that as well. When there's experts who can do that.
1: That's so awesome. So Judy, for people who want to get in touch with you and have you help them sort through this mess that is accounting, how could a person get in contact with you?
3: So my website is, uh, there's a contact form there. That's uh, d as in David, D as in David again, E, F as in Frank, S as in Sam. Com. I know it's a tongue twister there. <laughs> That's the name of the company, Jade FS. Um, or, or by phone, 732 625 2734. Or my email, which is JK DeFeo, like my last name, D E F as in Frank E O, at J A D D E F S dot com. Perfect. Well,
1: Judy, I appreciate so much you spending some time with us here today and adding a little less mystery, or at least an option for people who, you know, maybe numbers just aren't their thing. It's
3: not. It's as as a small business owner, especially when you start out, you tend to do a little bit of everything. It's natural. You can't afford to hire somebody, but you know, as soon as you have a few extra dollars, you should be outsourcing those things that you either don't like to do or that you're not good at.
1: Thank you so much for your time today.
3: You're very welcome, Steve. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Maybe when I originally set up counting at the beginning of this segment, you were scared. You even thought about turning it off. But I know now after spending this time with Judy that you too are like, hey, you know, that is some really good skills and things to do to be able to take care of my money. You know, if you don't take care of your money, it won't take care of you. And really at the end of the day that's what we want is to have the money to be able to live as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be
2: right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes. Yourbestsellertoday.com This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you gotta do is book a call. Yourbestsellertoday.com Go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's gonna happen. All you have to do is Say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: All right, this is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. We have got another great set of guests for you. Two guys now that are gonna talk to you about your money again, and help you be able to maximize how you can really take the money that you've got and build it into wealth, financial freedom, and all those things that I know that all of us wanna do. So let's jump right back in. Wealth without Wall Street, with Russ Morgan and Joey Muir, Thank you guys so much for being here with us today.
4: Uh, we're Thank happy to be here, Steve. Steve. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so um individually real quick, tell us a little bit about each of you.
4: so uh i'll I'll go ahead and get us kick started here, Steve. Um, I actually was in the mortgage business for about eleven years and um, had two little girls and my, my married and then I met Russ after i I, I figured out, okay. I need to do something differently with my finances. Like something's not working. I was a hundred percent commission and I was like, I don't like this whole putting money in my 401k cause I didn't understand it. I didn't have any control. I knew that it was just kind of like a hope strategy and really it was like, you know, I don't want to wait till I'm in my sixties to start living. And I'm sitting here burning at both ends of the, the, the deal here, 60 hours a week and I said, something's gotta be different. So I met Russ, we started implementing some things. He was like my personal coach. And um, man, four years in, I was like inspired. And I said, wait a minute, more people need to know about this. There's not enough people that know these strategies and how to uh, create wealth outside of Wall Street. And, and that's really kind of how this whole thing started. I left a multi six figure job and uh, started from scratch with Russ in 2014 and uh we've been growing the business ever since. So Steve what he what he said is that
5: he he watched me teach him for 4 years and realized that I was not nearly um, equipped to do a good job and he needed to come along and, and help me get the message out wider. Did you kind of hear that?
1: Um yeah, sure. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he he's too humble to say that, but that's really what he was saying. So my, my background it started in the fi- kind of the typical financial sector where I was helping people um, turn 401ks into 201ks and starting in 2009, my eyes kind of got open to a different way of thinking. Um, I, I've been kind of running down this one track for a long time and I don't know if you're uh, a Matrix fan or not, but I feel like I was kind of plugged into the system, if you will, and uh, this wonderful bliss of You know, ignorance uh, surrounded me. And uh, when the market crashed, I I happened to be at a conference in 2009 where this older gentleman who wrote a book called Becoming Your Own Banker. I know you're big uh, helping authors get their message out. This was a a guy that had written a book back in 2000, and he was sharing this book uh, to a group of about 500 different financial advisors. And I, I was just at the right time, right place. And I started following um, a little deeper down this rabbit hole. I feel like I took that red pill, if you will, and I started learning more about, you know, a, a different way that people were growing and building wealth and it had nothing to do with stocks and bonds and mutual funds. And it just really appealed to me and it really kind of sent me on a mission to um, make it my life's work to help people see what i had been exposed to and it's just like anything i mean you, you you go buy a car for the first time you think you've got this unique thing and you you drive it off the car lot and you start seeing it everywhere and as soon as i did that i started realizing wait a second you know most of the people i'm meeting and, and working with now are, are building wealth and they're not doing it at you know with the typical stocks and bonds of 401ks they're doing it through business ownership and through uh, rental, uh, properties or through short-term rental properties or through, uh, you know, online businesses. And it really kind of exposed me to a really different way of life. And thankfully I was able to find the right partner along the way. And Joey and I have, as he said, kind of taken wealth without Wall Street, created a podcast and created a, a community to help people get financially free.
1: That's Awesome. So I got to tell you guys, honestly, a lot of times I don't use the prompts on speaker one sheets. Um, it's no offense to them. I just usually have more free flowing style. But there was a question on here that just jumped off that I have to ask you. And that is how to create certainty in your financial future. We want to be certain, especially right now with everything going on in the world. How do we create certainty in our financial future?
5: Yeah, well, if it's all right, I'm going to take it from a different angle. And Joey, you pick up the pieces as I create the mess. But I I would say, Steve, that a lot of the times for us to see what certainty looks like, you have to see see and understand what uncertainty is, right? And what most of us have experienced, especially of late as we're recording this in May of 2020, we've been in a, a really roller coaster environment to say it lightly. And, and, and there's not a whole lot of certainty, much less on finance. I mean, when, you know, when are we, or you know, when can we go out and, and walk freely without fear of potential illness and everything else? And, and that is a, an area and a concern that I, I had. And that was really what sent me on that path I was telling you about is because I was a certified financial planner. And that's just a really fancy way to say, I spent two years to learn a bunch of book knowledge and information to get this really fancy designation that was outdated when I was reading it and was really outdated by the time I completed it. And it was not pertinent to everybody's actual real life situation. So certainty for us has happened when we have found investing in the one thing that actually produces results consistently. And our best asset is us. I mean, you know, that Steve is You've built your own uh, marketing business and helped many, many people who have uh, created wonderful businesses and to tell their story through books. The, the number one place that we've created wealth and created cash flow for ourselves over the years is ourself. And so what we, what we teach is a model that starts with the, this basic hierarchy of where we the fundamental way to invest starts in cash and investing that cash into ourselves, both in our, our time, our education, our networks, and our skill sets. And through that, we've seen our clients have ridiculous uh, success. And we can talk about some of those successes along the way.
4: Yeah, Steve. So I, I would just add to it I think there's a very basic formula that we um, really kind of keep tabs or keep track of what does financial freedom look like? Now, what, what does financial freedom provide is something different for everybody, right? It could be more time with your family. It could be more um, time off to travel. I mean, we have a community and that's one of the first questions we ask and everybody's answers. I love seeing them come in because they're so varied and it's across the board what people are are really after. But the formula to get there is really simple. It's, Passive income must be greater than your monthly expenses. So when we walk people through a process, it's very simple. It's okay. How much passive income do you have today? Zero. Okay. Let's start raising that up by all these means. Some of it may be through your very own business that you create and you make more passive. Sometimes it may be like in your case, writing a book helps to increase that business that then is an investment in making that business more passive down the road. It's a it's a means to that end, right? And then, uh, additionally, we're trying to lower expenses by um, paying down debt or other things, finding new ways to reduce our taxes legally. Um, there's you know I'll clarify that that's legally, and um, how we how we pay down those things are important for our cash flow. So that creates more certainty in the sense that when you know you've got more passive income than you have expenses, you, you have a lot more certainty. Um, the other thing, another thing that we utilize quite frequently is we um, save money differently than other people do. Instead of putting money in a check or savings account, we use high cash value life insurance as a means to save our money so that it's doing more. It's giving us guaranteed returns. It's given us tax-free um, growth and dividends. It's also going to be protected from creditors and um, and other things like that. And it's always growing all the time. And it's protecting us along the way as well. So we're just we're all about creating more and more certainty with um, all the different things that we're talking about. And part of that begins with the formula. And sometimes it's sometimes it's product based, but a lot of times it's just investing in yourself.
1: So for the person who is living well, and I always use the phrase paycheck to paycheck, but let's be honest, it's more like paycheck to a couple of weeks until your next paycheck or a couple of days before your next paycheck comes. <laughs> right. um, for the person like that, that doesn't feel like they have any income that they could ever go to passively, how do they even get started?
5: Yeah, that, that is the, the number one question, right? I mean, we're, we work, it seems like 80 hours a week, even if it's 40. And the rest of the time, our brains are, are spinning on trying to figure out, especially if we're business owners. My, my wife is a, a dentist, and when she started her dental practice back in 2000, Late two thousand and eight, great time right <laughs> to to start a business. I, I just remember like how many how many times she would come home and she would still be thinking about the books. She'd be still thinking about the patients that she saw, and even when she wasn't at the office, she was still working. and And it, the practice was not doing great initially. It took a long time, and it it, it seemed like what you're saying was just kind of hand to mouth as it related to the profit that she was, she was trying to make. And I think a lot of business owners resonate with that is that there's a lot of time we have that we're just pouring into the business and it doesn't seem like sometimes we're getting ahead. And our process is how to, how to actually get control. Like one of the first things we we talk about and and if you ever follow our podcast, you get in our community, you'll hear us talk about taking control. And the first way you take control is that you really sit down and uh, you have some, uh, you know, some self-introspection uh, and, you, and you figure out what's your desire. What is it that you really want to accomplish? And it's, it's crazy, but I, I think a lot of people haven't figured out what they really want. And, and so it's not shocking that they don't attain it. And so Steve, I, I, I know um, and I've seen so many different stories of when people get really clear with what they want, that desire, that passion, that ambition to achieve it, it they, they accomplish way more than they ever thought of. Now, with that, we give them a process. After that, we, we say, okay, here, here's a real simple thing. You need to create an automatic budget. You need to have something that you can do one time, and it will continue to help you every single month. And so we have a, a client who wrote a, a book, and, um, and he He has a course inside his book that's focused on the automatic budget. And so we created a free course that anyone can get access to, can show them how to actually get their arms around their cash flow. Because the cash flow is the biggest thing that they need to understand. Joey said a second ago, financial freedom is when your passive income is greater than your monthly expenses. Well, there's two sides of that coin, right? What you were asking is how does somebody get something passive to come in But the other end of that coin is, or the other side of that coin is, what's going out? How do we get our arms around that? And sometimes we just stick our head in the sand and like, I I just don't know and don't want to keep up with it because it's too much. But that's never a good thing. I think when we start looking at our credit card statements and our business expenses, we realize we we have all sorts of subscriptions and things that we pay for on a monthly basis that are really sometimes obsolete. We don't even use. that HBO. $7.99 you know 7.99 a month on Amazon we watched that one movie that was going to be for free because we had the 7 day subscription but we never unsubscribed yeah <laughs> and you multiply that times 10 or 15 and so we kind of take that profit first mentality that we're going to get really clear with what our expenses are we're not lifestyle droppers like one of the things we we really want to increase our lifestyles we want to improve the things around us but also, we want to figure out the things that are useless, that are not helping us, and eliminate those. And when people do that, Steve, when they start, they 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 go through that one course. We find that so many of them come out on the other side with freedom, going like, "Okay, now actually, I have mental energy toward how do I free up cash flow." And it does; it it creates cash flow. But I will also say that there's a lot of cash flow that people have that they never recognized. And they sit down with one of our coaches and, and they, they're, they're always shocked by the amount of money that they actually have available. They've just been redirecting it in places that aren't really showing up to help them. We just got off a, a podcast with a guy and he was talking about how he had put this money into this 529 plan, which is like a college savings plan for his kid. And he said, he looks up three years from now, he put 50 in and, and in three years, it has 53,000. He was just like, he's a real estate investor. The guy makes like a hundred percent return on his money day after day, does 15 flips every single month. And yet he had followed the typical advice of, oh, I'm going to save for my kid. And he put $50,000 in an account and in three years it had $3,000 earned. He's like, I, I could have quadrupled that in my regular business. But I thought, well, this is the, the prudent thing to do because this is what everyone else is doing. So we, we direct money in places that sometimes subconsciously because that's what we think we're supposed to do. But when we are sitting down with people and we're talking to them, we find out there's a lot of cash flow that are going in directions that's not getting them any closer to financial freedom. It's not helping them create cash flow to come back to them. Most of the things they're doing in their life is literally pushing money away. And that's not a position of control. That's not a position that helps create certainty that creates uncertainty, that creates fear. And unfortunately, that fear bogs down our mind, affects our life, affects our health. And we want to help free people from that. And and through a process we've been able to identify, we actually can get there pretty easy.
4: Well, and Steve, just to add to what Russ is saying, I think the other aspect that people can do to get started, right, to start to create more money coming in than that's going out is you have to expand your mind if you are stuck in a spot it's because you haven't been really um, brought into let's say an environment where other people are doing things outside of the norm and you're not being exposed to those things just the other day we were interviewing a gentleman about a real estate um, strategy And hear us talk about real estate. You don't have to be a real estate guru to do this, okay? He said, simply, we're in a market cycle where you can go to somebody who is potentially, he he walked us through the whole process, okay? This is just in a 30-minute podcast. He said, you can go to somebody, take over their mortgage, turn around and rent it to somebody else, rent that house to somebody else for a profit, and it took none of your own money to do. This is called a subject to process. Don't get caught up on the actual strategy. But what I heard was, okay, I'm in a position where maybe I don't have a lot of cash at my disposal, but I'm looking for ways to create cash flow so that I have something now to start saving. And therein lies, there's opportunities to do this if you can educate yourself. And so, again, that's just one example out of hundreds of interviews that we've done and hundreds and hundreds of people that are in our community that are are challenging what we all just assume to be the case. It's not about how much you're getting paid somewhere or how much your business is providing you today. It's also about what else is out there. And I just think that, um, you know, that's one of the, the key components that may be missing in so many people is they have to be exposed to those things.
1: Mm. I love that stuff, so let's be good teachers for the listeners. Um, you know, you mentioned the form that's on the site, and we're gonna get that to you in a second, but for people who are not gonna to go to a website and just want an action right now, give them one thing that they could do to begin to create passive income for themselves.
5: Ooh. Well, so passive income, just so I, I, I wanna be careful and um, we, we have, I mean, if, it, if it's all right, I'll, I'll share just kind of our, our thought process. Steve, do you know, um, I, I don't know if you took the, uh, the class or, or would remember this, but there was a, a class that was taught where there was a theory called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Are you yes. familiar with that? It, yes. And, and at the base level of Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, this is really just kind of a flow of the, the motivations that one would have that they need to have a base level before they're going to go up, right? And at the very base level is to get food. And you can see that, right? You can see that if you have kids, the first thing to ask you in the morning is what's for breakfast. <laughs> you can see that it, it, for, for those who are, are homeless, they, 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 they want so badly to have food in their belly. That's the first thing, the very first thing. And, and from that, then you move up this hierarchy of needs to shelter, to, uh, to relationships, to esteem, esteem, and then ultimately to self-actualization. So when you're talking about how does someone create passive income, what you're asking us is how does, how does homeless guy have self-actualization? How can he reach his fullest potential? And what I would say is let's help him get food first, and then let's help him put a, a shelter, a roof over his head, and then let's teach them how to build sustaining relationships. So how do we do that with finance? So the first thing, the very first way to create passive income, the first step in that path is to get control of your finances. So I mentioned a second ago, the budget course. Here, here's a really simple thing. You don't have to go do all this. I think you're gonna want to, it's free. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. But here, here's the gist of this budget course is that you're gonna set up five accounts. These accounts are going to allow your money when it first comes in at the very beginning of the month to be allocated to a place that you decide at the very beginning that you won't have, that you can turn off your mind, and it will automatically make sure every single month that your mortgage is paid, your car note is paid, your student loan is paid, the money you want to send to your charities, all of that stuff, the money that you do want to save, all those things happen day one. Also, it helps you d- define the money that you're going to spend that that you get to enjoy, like the. The food, the uh, entertainment, all of those different things are just these five different steps. And the reason that's important is if you can think about it, Steve, you've probably been around a Thanksgiving table before. Somebody carved up the turkey. They carved it up inside the kitchen. They didn't do it on the table, right? They did it in the kitchen. Well, there's a lot of reasons why they did it because it's messy and possibly they need a cord to use the electric carving knife if they're like me and they're not skilled with a regular knife and nobody will give them a really fancy knife anyway they, they they're carving it up on the on the side and then another thing they're going to do is they're going to make sure they divvy it up to everybody's plate before it all goes out because you know what's going to happen is the teenagers otherwise will eat every bit of the turkey and Grandma on the end of the table is going to sit there and not get anything so they're going to make sure everybody gets equal servings first before people go back and get seconds you follow me well, that's yes. the way our money should be done, but yet that's not what happens. So that serving tray where the turkey was first carved up is where our money comes in. That's the account that our, 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 um, our income is deposited into, and yet we start eating out of that plate. Well, can you imagine someone just eating off the, the serving tray, it, just putting it in the middle, and everybody just has a fork, and they're just eating from that tray? No, there's no way your mom or dad would allow that to happen. It's not, that's not, that's not good, right? We're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to carve it out. We're going to separate it all out. That's the, what should happen with your money. When you get paid, it should go to an account and then start being divvied out into the accounts that you're going to spend for the month. And that first one is the fixed account, which is going to be the one that's going to have the things that are the same every single month. That's, you can set your power bill up this way. Obviously your car notes um, mortgages, all those things that are the same payment. And you can already say, Hey, look, I want to do good with this money. I want this to go to my charities. I want this to go toward my savings. All that can happen day one. And then the rest of the percentages you divvy up between a couple of their accounts. That's how someone starts creating cash flow. They, in that they're going to start building up some actual sustainable cash. Once we move from that position, now you can see us moving up on this hierarchy, what we call the hierarchy of wealth. So we started cash flow and cash values at the bottom. And then we start moving up into things that we can control. That's investing in ourselves. That's investing in our education. It's investing in our businesses. And from there, then we can actually move up the ladder to what you're saying is to invest in passive income things, things that could bring in money, but all of that's gonna have to happen once after we got our access to cash. And secondly, we've actually invested in something in our knowledge to then invest in whatever would create passive income.
4: And Steve, I'm just gonna add to what Russ said there just by saying, just like when someone comes to you to write a book, there's no part of that that is passive to begin with, but at some point in the future, it becomes very passive right you now have an asset that you created but you had to go through the education process the time frame to actually have the story to sh- to share putting the story together going through the publishing like all the whole process was not passive but now all of a sudden you have an asset and it's passive there is no shortcut to passive income or to wealth you have to take the proper steps. So we keep going back to the same cash flow idea, the same, you know, take this step, take this step. Everybody wants just a very simple like, oh, I can go put $100 into this and all of a sudden it turns into $3,000 a month. It's not gonna happen. You know, that, that is not, that would be like the, the unicorn situation. What we wanna do is we want to invest both our, in ourselves, in our education, It takes that time and that energy um, off off the hours. Like if you're not at work, you're listening to a podcast, you're reading a book. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a great book that we always talk about. Robert Kiyosaki wrote. um, Become Your Own Banker is another book that's one of our mentors wrote. And these are books that you can read and they will change the way you think. If you change the way you think, you will educate yourself you will find ways that passive income was always there. You just didn't know existed. Um, and then it's just simply putting in the time uh, from there to to get to the next level. So I hope we're not like, you know, passing on your question. That's not what we, our intention is. There just really is no shortcut.
1: Oh, no, that was a perfect answer to the question. So Wealth Without Wall Street, Russ Morgan, Joey Muir. Um, Joey, am I saying your last name right?
4: It's actually Muree, but I've, I've been called way worse. So, I mean, that's kind, you know, no All worries. Right.
1: So tell <laughs> us how a person who wants to go deeper with you, how can they uh, get in contact with you?
4: So you can go to uh, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com is our, our hub. That's our main page. It's got uh, access to our podcast. It's got access to our community. Uh, we've mentioned it a few times here, but you can go there and get access to it for free. Um, if you're just listening to this, and you want to go directly to it. It's community.wealthwithoutwallstreet.com. And we're happy to share. Um, there's over 2000 people in there who are sharing their own journey and learning um, from our free courses and things that we've already mentioned. So um, yeah, we would welcome you to, to take a step towards action here and, uh, and become a part of, of the movement.
5: Well, and I think too, Steve, the, the reason that we created this community, one of our mentors said that no one elevates himself beyond the environment in which they operate. And sometimes we can seem like a lone ranger trying to figure out a way to get ahead, but still we're the sum of the five people we spend the most time around. Now, Joey has five daughters, so you can only imagine uh, what that makes him, right? If, if that's <laughs> the case. But we we always say that if if we can help create an environment where things are happening, where what the unthinkable is now possible. And when you get to see the couple, like we got an email this weekend from some clients of ours that one of them was a mo- music professor. The other one, I had a little small music uh, business on the side. They, they met us about three years ago. They were looking for something, but they didn't know exactly what it was they, they started following into this community. They, they they took the time to go through the steps and they sent us an email uh, this weekend. It was just so fun to see where they were like, look, we're now creating passive income through, the, they're in rental property. That's the area that they chose that when they p- picked their path, rental was the, the, their path. But they said, you know, we're also creating other income streams for some online activities that, we, we've gotten ideas from listening to you guys' show. And from there, our, my wife, Allison, is actually getting ready uh, to turn in a resignation. Uh, she's a professor at a local college. And she's going to leave her eight to five. And we've got enough income to replace hers. By the way, we're having a, a, you know, a, a new a child in July. And that freedom of, one, the income coming in, but also the ability for her to have that flexibility now with our, our growing family those are the kind of things that is so cool for us because we know that w- they got that but really it was once they got plugged in to a group of other people that were tr- on that same mission and so when Joey and I created this community it was it was to create an environment for other people to be encouraged through and there's it's just it's crazy the, the amount of people that we've interviewed on our podcast who have uh, some pretty cool entrepreneur stories they come in there and they're teaching and everybody's doing this in a way that's like encouraging. Almost everything in there is free. There are, are some things that people can delve off into. They really get deep into a subject matter. and They do want to like start learning and, and paying for stuff. There are obviously paid for courses and things. But most of the stuff we've talked about today has all been free. So take us up on it. Go to com and, and and join the community. Download the, the app in the app store, the Wealth Wall Street app. All this stuff is available at your fingertips. And none of it costs money, but it does cost time. And time is the one thing that we don't have a lot of, but it's the one thing if we devote a little bit to, it can pay the biggest dividends.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I do encourage everyone, go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com. Rush and Joey, thank you both so much for spending some time with us here on the show today.
4: No, absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's our pleasure, Steve. Thank you.
1: I hope that you got a lot out of that. You took some notes and then if you need to, you can even go back and listen to it again. Great information, things to help us really begin to build wealth as we look at, live through, and become a thriving entrepreneur.
2: We'll be right back. author who's on a mission stand out with your brand out is say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. So here we are again at the end of another episode. Goes by way too quickly, doesn't it? I hope that you got lots of great things out of it, that you've made yourself some good notes and found ways to up-level yourself to take good care of your money and to create some things that'll allow your money to take good care of you. You work really hard doing all of the things in this world that you do that make the world a better place. And it's good to be able to have things in your life. Yeah, just flat out have them. Yes, nice houses, cars, all of those kind of things, See, here's the reason why I don't have a problem with that is because I know people like you and you're a big giver. You understand the concept of flow, of the fact that you're just a conduit. Money comes in, money goes out. Money is in the middle, meaning that as the money comes into your life, there are things in your life that you get to use them for too. It's not about greed and selfishness. I don't even worry about that when I talk to you because I know even as I talk about wealth, as I talk about money, those kind of things, I know that you are thinking about ways that you can give. You understand also the concept though that it's hard to share your light with the world when you can't keep your own lights on. It's hard to feed the world when your children at home are starving. And you get that and you understand that and you're good with your money. And hopefully these guests help up-level you a little bit so that you can really take good care of you by taking good care of your money until you get to the place where your money can take good care of you, where it can leave a legacy that you, for generation upon generation, will be known as the wonderful giver that you are. And I know that you are. And I thank you in advance for all that you've done, and in the little and the big ways that you do that, to share what you have with the world. If you have a piece of bread, and you cut it in half and give it to somebody, or if you have more than enough, you give out of your abundance as well. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world does need you. Because of all the good you do in the world. Because of how amazing and incredible you are. And the fact that when you're working on building wealth, you're thinking only of one thing. And that's how much more you can be of service to the people that you know you're meant to serve, that you're already serving and the ones that are going to quickly come into your life. Because I know you and you are living as a thriving entrepreneur. Have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
2: Who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say, yes to your destiny.